Hey you, and welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. I'm so glad that you decided to venture on this journey with myself and Darlene per day. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Darlene is, and then we're going to dive into a fun conversation. So buckle up your seatbelts and let's go on a ride. Darlene Perday, she is passionate about empathetic and relational sales. After spending over 25 years in leadership roles, she found that so much of sales is inauthentic and forced. She loves entrepreneurs, and so many of them think they cannot sell. She empowers leaders to gain the confidence to sell as an extension of who they are and not just to follow a cookie cutter approach. She believes that all of us can master sales and through her podcast guesting appearances, she shares practical, tangible tips on how to master the sales processes and what most gets wrong about the process and the practice. And we all know when People are like, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And it just kind of sounds like very fake and inundated. And you're like, okay, this is a sales pitch. I'm done. Well, we're here to debunk that. And we're going to make it so much easier where you could be yourself without having a sleazy, slimy sales tactic. So if you're ready to learn more about that, Darlene is your gal. So without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Darlene Perday. Thank you so much for having me, Genesis. It's a pleasure. My pleasure, Darlene. And I love to be able to connect with you as well as have the audience connect with you in a fun and personal manner. So there are two options here. We can either do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Well, it is 7.30 my time and I had a long day, but let's bring on the rapid fire. Okay, we're going to warm it up. We're playing rapid fire with Darlene and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. What is one word to describe you? Um, energetic. Question two. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. I, I want to go a million different places, but I don't like traveling. I just want to be there. I love it. Question three, since it's 7.30 there or 7 p.m. ish, what is your drink of choice, coffee, tea, or a nice adult beverage? Oh, um, I usually have lots of water. (laughs) Lots of water right now. I have my big mug here. So if it's Friday, I'll have adult beverage and that would be a glass of wine, but I only drink coffee up until noon. Okay, I like that. Question four, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Oh, I'd have to have uh, dinner with Jesus. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) How could I pass that up? Question five, the vibes are nice. You're in your happy place. Where is that place? Anywhere with my family. Question six, you get three random acts of kindness to do per day. What are your three for today? Um, I would buy something somebody couldn't afford at the grocery store. Um, maybe pay for somebody behind me in a Starbucks line or Chick-fil-A or something like that. And probably bring one of my neighbor's dinner. 
Oh, I love it. And it's about 7, 7.30-ish there? Yeah. So you still have time to get three of those things done. <laughs> yeah, I may have to put that over for tomorrow, but I, I will try. <laughs> Question seven. Would you rather a dream car, dream home, or heck, go big and have both? Oh, I, I would say go big and have both, but I'm not really a car girl. I could care less about cars. So I'd, I'd rather the house. I like that. Question eight, what's your favorite candy? Gosh, I am like a six-year-old. I love gummy bears, um, sour patch kids, like anything gummy. <laughs> I love those. You know, Sonic had this Sour Patch slushy for a minute. And I was like, hmm. I was like, I love Sour Patches. I love slushies. But it was not like, I don't know, my expectations probably were too high for it. Well, I always wanted to get there, but I'm not near a Sonic. But so I'm glad to hear it. It, it was disappointing. So I didn't miss out on anything because it looked it looked a lot better than it probably was, though. Yes. <laughs> Question nine. If you had the opportunity to trade places with someone for 24 to 72 hours, would you trade places or remain yourself? I would remain myself. I feel like there's too much of a learning curve and <laughs> it could get dangerous. I would say myself. And question 10, it is our pass or play question and here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you could ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Oh, I want to pass so I can turn the tables on you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, if there were no barriers, no fear, what what would you be doing today? Oh man, I would definitely be going back in time and getting in on the doctor's conversations and saving my dad's life. He passed unexpectedly in the in November 2020, not COVID related, but you know, the hospitals were inundated with COVID patients and you know, overstaffed with patients, understaffed with, you know, medical providers. And that also led me to working in healthcare now which wow. was a big shift for me because I worked in oil and gas for 12 years. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Thank you. But you know, he's still up there and I started this show because of him. So every time I hit a new accolade or milestone, I was like, this is for you, dad. <laughs> I love that. I'm sure he's very proud. Thank you. And thank you for asking that question. So you heard it here. You got to learn a little bit more about Darlene and I hope you connected with her in a personal and professional manner. Now we're going to dive into the work that she loves to do, which is sales and how to really sell and be effective, but not be slimy, sleazy, and nasty with it. So Darlene, what made you get involved in this aspect of sales? Well, I have been in sales my whole life in some way, shape, or form, whether it was retail, business to business, business to consumer, all different types. And over the past 10 years, I've been working with a lot of entrepreneurs and selling to them. And I see time and time again, so many entrepreneurs that have great, um, especially coaches, right? They have great businesses, they're brilliant, and 
And they always struggle with the sales piece of it. So in getting to know them, I saw a recurring theme where they were even mindset coaches. They're coaching people on how to like take over the world. And they were insecure about being salesy or sleazy or felt like it was inauthentic. So that's what drove me to start working with them to equip them to be able to sell their own services. That was true to them. I like that because it's um, what I'm hearing is your ideal avatar is entrepreneurs. And then what you help them do is the relational and empathetic part of sales, but also taking ownership of who they are and what's in their wheelhouse and how to package it up and present it to their ideal client. Absolutely. Conveying their value in a way that doesn't feel like they're just looking for money is important. And a lot of people, the people that I work with all have the heart to do that. Um, They just need a little finessing. And also I help them with the process too. So while it's heart, while it's passion, you have to have systems in place to be able to build your funnel and connect with people later on when you get a no. So let's, let's unpack that there because there may be an entrepreneur out there listening in and saying, Darlene, I've tried so many things. I've had different coaches, clients and whatnot, but I still feel like I'm hitting a wall. What would you say the foundation looks like to help this individual really do the work internally so they can manifest it externally? Yeah, so I do a one month intensive with my clients. I start by doing a business analysis um, because sales is not just in a funnel. So I look at everything. Is their website, is their um, social media, is everything on brand? Do they know who their beloved avatar is? Do you know all of those different things? So I take that and I do a high level of where I may see gaps, opportunities, that that type of stuff. And then I deep dive into their sales process, which for most entrepreneurs, they start a business, they start by selling to um, people that are referred to them or connections. And they don't have a real process that If somebody says no, they take it as no, and that's the end of it. So they're not following up. They're not nurturing. And where I come in is I help them know how to connect afterwards, where to place them. Is it no, not right now? Is it no, it's not the right service for them? Is it no, but it's a strategic partner? You know, there's all different buckets that you could put them in. It's not just black or white as far as yes or no. I like that. So what we're doing is remixing the no, meaning next opportunity, new opening, not often. And you're then categorizing what that person said as no and strategically aligning them in different buckets. And then you're doing a follow-up with that, with them and that individual to really see, okay, maybe it wasn't not right now, but then maybe in three to six months, what does that look like? Um, to nurture and build up that rapport and just build those build those bridges and build the walls versus just shutting it down and saying oh my gosh they said no like you know what am I going to do but then I also want to dive a little bit deeper here because sometimes whenever you're an entrepreneur you're in business 
by yourself doing everything until it makes sense for you to scale up and outsource. So can we talk about some of those pain points there? Because I think those could correlate with the no and some of the feelings that they get, but you're an expert in this area. So correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. You know, I always say entrepreneurs, it's, we're a unique breed, right? Like it's exciting, but it's also lonely out there. And sometimes when you're looking at the experts, quote unquote experts, you can say you're trying to fit yourself into a system or whatever it may be that you think someone knows more than you do. And obviously we need to take wisdom and and different things from others and learn from others, but making it your own and making sure that's in alignment with what your goals and visions are is just as important. Um, Being a solopreneur and having to do everything, people get in business because they're passionate about something. I could speak to this, right? I love sales. I love connections. I love building relationships. I absolutely dread sending invoices and doing like finance stuff and, and different things like that. Yes, because that part is like, ugh, boring. So it's like, focus on your zone of genius and what what you're good at and then build upon it. Like, I think that also helps you be a better salesperson because you're going to do what you love and not necessarily, sorry, my husband's hand, not necessarily what you need. So I want to talk about the important aspect of building your relationship at the beginning, because first impressions are also lasting impressions, but also cultivating those relationships and connections throughout your business, whether you stay in business with each other or y'all both mature and go in a different direction. Still having that rapport with that individual, you never know how they could, you know, help you build your pipeline later on down the line if you really maintain and nurture that connection. Yes, it's very, it's very important. I tell my clients, the goal of a sales call should not be whether they, a yes or a no, it should be building that trust that you're looked at as a trusted resource. From there, again, it may be they're your client, it may be down the road, it may be they refer somebody to you, but building that trust is first and foremost, you know, what starts that relationship. Yeah, that no like and trust factor is what makes people want to do business with you. You have that credibility, you you're approachable, you're easy to talk to, and you just kind of just hit it off is like how I like to say it. And I'm no by no means a sales expert here. But one thing that I would love to say about here is whenever you build relationships, people will remember how you made them feel and not necessarily everything about the business, but because they have that personal connection with you, they're going to talk about your business all over like it's rainbows and unicorns. And that's going to be a win-win. But then I expect you to do the same for that individual if they're in business, because we're not in business by ourselves, for ourselves. We're in business to collaborate and really create those synergies, whether you you have a want or need for somebody else, there's all types of ways that we could help one another accelerate. Would you also say that's a great um, tactic to build into the sales component there, Darlene? 1000%. I have an amazing network of other providers and some of them are in the same space as me. If someone is not right, if my service is not right for them and they need someone else, I love being able to be that go-to person where I can refer them 
to another service that's going to be better for them or, you know, they need another service before they need mine or whatever it may be. And I have a lot of people that do the same for me. So you're right. It's all about collaboration. It's about helping one another. And if you truly want what's best for that client, that is going to bring in the right clients to you. And it's also going to build your credibility. Yes. And that brings me to the other thing that you like to talk about resilience in life. And I think that also fits into this because in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to have resilience because in the beginning, it's not always going to be roses, a walk in the park. You're not going to have that. Yes. All the time. You have to go through the grit, the grunt and the grind in order to get your business where you want it to be. And that comes with resilience. It comes with perseverance. It comes with you networking and knowing who's in your circle, knowing who's outside of your circle and mirroring the two together. But I want you to talk about how resilience in life can fit into this jigsaw puzzle. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, being an entrepreneur is tough. There's a lot of no's, there's a lot of long hours, different things like that. I think it has to start with your why. Why are you doing this? Everybody has a different why. Not everybody is motivated by money. Some people, you know, you started the podcast for your dad. That's a big why, right? So understanding why you're doing it and keeping your core values, knowing what your core values are and keeping them front and center. So this way, when life kind of hits you and things don't go your way, you're still focused on your why and, and what is true to your core values. I love that. And I'm going to tie, tie it back full circle and like, let's put a bow on it. So knowing your why gives you that drive for resilience, but then it also will give you the drive to have that authentic, empathetic sale as well. Because when you know your why, you know your purpose, you know your mission, and you have crystal clear focus, and you're going to be so drilled down in it that things are just going to flow naturally. And then while it's flowing naturally, you're going to come to a point in your business where you need to do business with someone else that can help you get your business to the next level. And that's where you come into place, Darlene, because you can you could see the, the blueprint, but you could say, okay, I see a gap in this blueprint. Let me help you fill that gap and let's take this little gap to the next level. And that next level is elevation. That next level is, you know, tapping into new sources of income or building out the business whenever you're maybe cross-pollinating into other markets. Would you say that will tie in well to that? Absolutely. And, and again, being a solopreneur, you are everything. You're doing everything. So it is a beautiful thing to have someone come from the outside and take a bird's eye view of your vision and be able to just spot those little gaps. I mean, you're doing stuff right. It's not where somebody's going to criticize you, but you know, it's easy for me to see where the gaps are. But when you're so close to it, it's a little bit more difficult. And other people have done that for my business. I love that. And Darlene, when you first got started in sales, because I know you've been in sales for a long time, what were some of the nasty things that you saw in sales that you said, you know what, I'm going to make a vow to do things different because I don't like the way that these salespeople are running. And would you say that, I know this is a two part, and would you say seeing those nasty, slimy sales tactics help you build out your business in a powerful way? Yeah. So when I started in sales, it was retail sales. And, um, it, you know, it was people that were just like, 
try, trying to get um, commissions and, and sell the most and hit the numbers and different. And while you have to do that, right? Like you have to sell, you have to make a business. Even as a kid, I'm talking about 16, 17, 18, like I felt like, oh, it was so weird. Or if something like there was a robe that nobody wanted to buy and then they they were making everybody push it like it was like the best thing ever, right? And I'd always be like, eh, no, go over here. Like, because I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. Um, but then as I got into B2B and um, developed more sales, I, there were times in my career where I took sales courses because I was like, okay, I can, I can learn. And it felt icky and it felt wrong. And like using pain points and pressure tactics and fear was not the way I wanted to operate. And um, so I just, and I'm kind of rebellious too. If someone tells me there's only one way to do it. You have to do it that way. I kind of do the opposite. So I just, just started just being authentic to myself and I always was one of the top producers, no matter where I worked because of that. Oh my gosh. I could totally resonate with that. When I tell you I tried sales, I tried the Cutco knives, which the vector marketing, I've tried the Amway, I've tried the Mary Kay. I've tried so many different things and I was doing Cutco in high school and I just worked my way up on top of like, you know, my main jobs because it was like side hustles. And whenever they were like, oh, you say this or you say that, I'm like, that doesn't really apply to that person. Like I can't sell makeup if I don't wear makeup, but I could sell skincare products. But the way that some of the tactics were, it was not conducive to everybody. And if you talk to everybody, you talk to no one because you're not really being genuine. And I can't push something that I don't believe in myself or I'm or I'm not good at it. And I'm just not going to lie because I wouldn't want someone to lie to me because then I won't feel good. But then they're like, if you want to hit these numbers, this is what you will do because these are our top performers, the rubies, the diamonds and all of those things. And I'm like, it worked for somebody. But if you have like a great niche in that area, I think you would do well. But then if you don't really have a connection to the product that you're selling, then you're not really going to do as well as you think, in my opinion. Would you agree or disagree? No, that's so important to be connected and to really believe in what you're selling. Um, because if you don't, that is going to come across and you have to put your head on the pillow at night, right? Like, you know, there's things that maybe, I mean, I sold trucking. I, I didn't use trucking. I sold it, but it was a good service, right? So like, I, you know, I wasn't exactly passionate about trucking, but I was able to sell it, right? Because I knew the, I learned the industry. Um, but if it's something that goes against what, or if you know it's not a good product, you know it's not a good service, it's always going to come across as fake um, because the person is tightening up, they know it's not right. Um, and But that's that's why with who I work with, it is easier because they're great coaches and they're offering amazing offerings and amazing services. They just need that, you know, encouragement and some processes and some systems to really be able to convey that. And thank you for validating that. And I want to throw you an audible here because I know 
you do relational and empathetic sales. You also help them with resilience and then connecting, building those connections and rapport with their clients and nurturing it. I like to say cradle to grave, like because yeah. your your clients then become a part of your family and you want to just take care of them just as much as you take care of your family. So is there anything that I have not asked you about that you would love to share with the audience today around the work that you do, Darlene? I would just like to say that um, sales does not have to be icky. It doesn't have to be fake and it doesn't have to be pushy to be successful. There is a better way. There's a more natural way. And it's, it's also more enjoyable for the person doing it as well as the client. So um, you'll be bringing in the right client and you'll also enjoy the process because you're building those relationships. I like that. You sparked something that I want to chime in behind you um, before we get to the CTA. So one thing that worked for me, y'all, when I was in oil and gas for 12 years is food. And people say breaking bread with somebody because people love to eat and you just go to lunch or coffee with someone and you get to know who that individual is that is sitting across from you or the group of people. You don't talk about anything sales related. The meeting was strictly for me to get to know that individual, not talk about anything work related. And you'll be surprised at the end of that meeting, what was just an informal lunch, coffee, whatever gathering ended up turning into a follow-up conversation to talk about business because we had a great meal. We found similar interests and et cetera that we liked and people love to eat. And I thought that worked very well. So I was able to help accelerate my, my career in oil and gas because of that. So if you love coffee or you love bobo teas or smoothies, then start taking your clients to different places that you love and don't talk shop with them. Talk about, hey, what's your favorite color, your music, or just be a people. We need to get back to humanity and connect with a human and not be so robotic when it comes to sales. And that helped me a lot in my career. And um, Darlene, I'm not sure if you do any similar tactics, but that worked very well. And it wasn't about sales for me in the beginning. It was about genuinely connecting with another individual and seeing them for who they are outside of, you know, their title. I, you know, I do everything in the virtual world because my clients are all over the United States, but I will say you did hit on a very good point. It's making that human connection really care. People know when you truly care about them. In fact, I just got a uh, text yesterday and I'm meeting with her tomorrow. This is a woman that I've talked to for four years. Um, she, I, I was doing virtual staffing and she didn't need me at the time, but her daughter was having a baby. Like I have followed this woman through her grandbabies. And she was like, Hey, sent me a picture of her grandchildren because she knows I Care, right. And she's like, now I'm ready for a virtual assistant because I do that during the day too. And she's like, so we're talking tomorrow. Um, but if she never bought from me, it wouldn't make a difference. I still want to see those babies because I'm connected with her, but I've never met her in person. So I think you can make, you have to just be intentional and truly be genuinely, you know, interested in the other person to make that connection. I love that y'all see you could be friends across the way and then whenever the opportunity is right you meet up in person so Darlene what is your CTA your call to action for the audience because what good is hearing this content if they don't take what they hear and apply it 
Yeah. So if anybody is interested in having a discovery call, they can um, connect with me on LinkedIn or go to my website, dp-consults.com. And I'm happy to have a conversation and see if I might be the right fit for you. But like I said, I have an incredible network of people. So if I'm not, I can refer you to someone else. I love it. I love it. Love it. So y'all make sure you connect with Darlene, get in her ecosystem, learn about the things that she's doing in her business. If you know someone else that could utilize her service, refer her business to them. And y'all, my CTA is make sure you follow and subscribe the podcast. We're on 40 plus audio platforms and the videos are on YouTube. So all you have to do is type gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp, the name of the show, and you'll see this video as well as others. And my big ask is for brand sponsors because it does take monetary resources to fuel the mission and movement behind the show, which is to consistently bring you content that's educational, inspirational, and motivational while also weaving in some of my favorites, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place. And my thing for you is know that you were created for a reason, for a purpose, to make an imprint. That imprint is to drive an impact in order for you to be a world changer. So don't allow your fears and limitations to keep you in a spot where you are stagnant. You are meant to soar and fly like an eagle. So get out of your shell and do the damn thing because the world needs you to show up and be awesomely you. So I love you. Darlene loves you. And I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you, Genesis. My pleasure. Thank you for chatting with me.